What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On Screen Live. My name is Andrew Jupin, and this is our show for Tuesday, the 26th of September. Um, it's the evening here in New York. Thanks for tuning in with us, wherever you may be around the world. Uh, or, hey, Next Day Audio, how you folks doing, too? I um, hope everybody had a great uh, weekend. Hello there, our good buddy, Busiris, of course. Barrett Robe, Kyle Eikenberry. Hello, hello. Celtic Ray Filmworks, hello to you. Juliana Oliveira, hello, hello. Chris Sheen, hello. I love how we were uh, taking just a second to, to get ready to go on the air here. May have started like one minute late and all these people, where's my burrito wing? I love it. You guys are hungry for it. Uh, we got a jam-packed show today, so I'm going to quit rambling right now. But let's get into the birthdays, by the way. Uh, on this day, I hope they had a great day. Linda Hamilton, uh, you know her, you love her. The great Linda Hamilton. Uh, let's see. Also, the legendary Serena Williams. Happy birthday to her. I love this shot. And also, Sherry Moon Zombie. Happy birthday to, to Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, so that's all the birthdays. Let me bring in a couple of my buds here. Talk about a lot of stuff we've been watching over the last few days here. First up, the blonde menace. Eric Siska. Oh, hello. You know, Sherry Moon Zombie. It sounds like a drink I ordered one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Actually, I think the last time we were in San Francisco, you and I had a couple of Sherry Moon Zombies. Oh, we certainly did. <laughs> uh, and of course, the bookworm himself, Mr. Chris Cabin. Main slate. Expendables 4. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone <laughs> returns as Barry Ross in this movie that nobody wanted Isn't to see. Barney but- Ross? No, it's Barry. The misprint uh, from the man. festival. Yes. I don't know about that. And uh, with Jason Statham kicking ass, I guess. Yeah, yeah, kicking mm. ass. It says kicking ass in here. So you think that was Dennis Lim's pick, uh, Expendables 4, to be in New York? He seems film? like the most likely. I mean, maybe Cam. <laughs> I forget if Cam is still there, but I could see uh, him also picking that one. <laughs> uh yeah so this is this is a big show guys we got the normal you know stuff we saw in theaters and all our grosses and everything but also uh this marks uh week one of our extended new york film festival coverage um we've been getting our asses numb in some seats over the last few days here uh so we'll get to that towards the end of the program here but uh you know those are for films of course you guys know uh that have not been released yet uh mm-hmm. but the films that have been released well, they're trying to make some money. Mm. Not so hot yeah. this past weekend. We'll get into it in a segment we call Highest Gross. Let's crack this beer they're here. Not trying that hard. They're really, I don't think they're really putting their back into this. This does not the seem movies. like... The, yeah, they're not trying to make as much money as they could be making. I really don't think they're putting their back into it. We got to get the movies back into training, right, Chris? A little, yeah, yeah. Some, right? you know, pulling some uh, some heavy equipment up hills, pulling you know, stuff pod, like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Jerking off, you're correct. Also, that oh, that's a great uh, great workout. <laughs> Underrated. That is a for me anyway the biggest organ in the body. It, oh, it's it's, micro, it's, it's a calorie burner. <laughs> it's microcardio, and you need to do that occasionally oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to keep yourself up. Microcardio, excuse me. <laughs> well, hey, I don't know how long you guys take. Is it a mega cardio? Hour? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, epic sessions. Oh, Chris. we're oh, talking uh, six hours easy, folks. We're talking <laughs> about mean- sting. 
Oh, I bet you need a full bed, don't you? You, you oh, hoity-toity. <laughs> oh, you need all the space you can. Well, full of partners, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, not talking yeah. about masturbation. Yeah. Uh, although I'm sure it was doing it for a lot of people and with the home video, who knows? But Barbie was in uh, fifth place. Wow. Hey. Uh, Still yeah. hanging on. This is really impressive. You don't see the blue beetle around here. You no. do not. And look Thank at this, by the way. Uh, week 10, yeah, Crazy. week 10, still pulling another 3.2 mil, you know, so right because now we have IMAX yeah. in contention too, right? Yes, and they did not break out those numbers. I was not able to see what portion really? of that was. Where's the, the transparency, Barbie? I know, <laughs> kind of, right kind of leads, me, leads me to believe it, it probably wasn't that impressive if they didn't, probably. uh, put it out there, but uh, rocking right along, Denzel still. Gunning it up and equalizer three. Gun Denzel. No. Yes, we should mention Steve on assignment with Gun Denzel right now. Yes, He's trying he to crack, you know, what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. We assigned Steve to figure out Gun Denzel movies versus like detective Denzel movies. Because yeah. I still think those are two different kinds of, of motion pictures. I I think you're correct on that. Of course, uh, Steve is now filming Safe House 3, and it is not <laughs> Denzel Washington. It's uh, de it's like Dan Sale DC. It's not. Yeah. It, it, it's his stunt double that he uses for many of these. Dan Sale DC. I want to fucking drink beers with that guy. That guy sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, so this movie uh, that I have not seen has been out for a month now. Another 4.7 million on the table for that guy. Uh, Ken Branagh coming in in third with his haunting in Venice. Ooh, scary. Look at this poster. My God. Oh, very yeah. nearly a movie. Like, I got to give it to them. I really do. It's it's very nearly a movie. Uh, yeah. And I, I, it's it's enjoyable on that alone. Good for uh, that. This is, it's week two, 6.3 million. Uh, it was like a decent, it's a decent hold on a bad gross. So it kind yeah. of, like, whatever. Um, so here we go. New to the party, we'll be talking about this a little later in the program. Expendables. Expendables. God, this is... When are people just... It's just so fucking stupid. It's dumb. And also, it's dumb enough to be the title in the card on the movie itself. No way. This wasn't just like a poster gimmick? No. Yeah, that's sticking around. No, no. Yeah, they got to do it now. So where does the five go for the next one? Uh, as the S at the end? I think at the, they, the S would make the most sense. That makes yes. the most sense. But remember, they can really do... I mean, after the Fast and Furious people, the fate of the Furious as your eighth move. I mean, like, come on. You sure. can do anything now. You yeah. just... what Call it whatever true. the fuck you like. That, and, and Chris, you actually just inspired a, a thought here. Was that movie... Was Fate of the Furious... No, I guess it was too fast. Was too fast, too furious. The one that started this numbers shit all those years ago. I mean, possibly. Yes. I I, I, do, I don't have records going back farther b b before too fast, too furious. My records uh, went up in nine eleven. Sorry to say. Oh, uh, wow. of course. So, but the, so after that is when we build back up. But too fast, too furious. Yeah, that is an early one. So I would yeah, think Chris, maybe Chris Cabin Enterprises contacted certain people to try to. Get some stuff swiped under the rug. Look, and look, the Carlisle group and us, we work very well together. You okay? just didn't we realize how well. thorough they would be. Uh, yeah, so that debuted yeah. at a paltry $8.3 million. Lionsgate no. spent 
a metric fuck ton on uh, acquiring and advertising this movie. This is a massive failure. And, you know, 10 years, nine, 10 years after that last one, I got a feeling we're not going to see Expendable 5. I don't think so either. And I also think this is probably a little bit of a victim of the strike. I don't think as many things are, but this one, yeah. Gen X, Meathead Dads, Need Stallone, Singing and Dancing on Fallon to remember <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, come see new yeah. Expendables 4, man. We play some little music room instruments or whatever you guys do. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Hey, Jimmy Fallon, are you like the carpool karaoke guy? Oh, you can't get behind the wheel. You're drunk all the time. Never mind, man. (laughs) Yeah, I love how the difference in late night was, right? He was the regular karaoke guy. That guy, James Carville. (laughs) (laughs) No, you stupid fool. No, no, it's uh, what's his? God, the the, the, the British guy. Yes. That shows you how forgettable he is. He was one of those people that, like, the U.S. was like, give him back. And the U.K. was like, no, you fucking keep him, man. You, yeah. Or you uh, should have just, I guess, been um, left out in open waters. He's Panama's problem now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Thank God for that. Uh, but here we go. Still rocking and rolling uh, at number one. The Nun 2. Uh, and another $8.4 million for this How is this, this happening? Is there, are people sound of fearing this thing? <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. That might be. A, that's not a bad idea, well, though, Eric. Yeah, because all these like millionaires that are out there, dude, these like renegade guys that are going mm. into these countries, rescuing these haunted nuns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, they want to see their stories yeah. on paper. And the billionaires want us, want us to be Catholic again. So yes. we have to get to work <laughs> on that. Are we going to get a Sound of Freedom sequel uh, covering this trial, this separation of uh, this guy from uh, the church or whatever? Oh, right, because the Sound of Fury guy is being like prosecuted for something. Yeah, he, he's like excommunicated from whatever, whatever religion or whatever. We are going like, to get that movie, oh, Chris, but it's going to be a conspiracy about how he was set up by the yeah, Joe Biden really crime really family. Okay. okay, I think wasn't he like LDS, like that uh, Church of Latter Day right. Saints? That sounds and right. he. Well, what was the shit? There was also that story about like. A, a lot of these like missions that he'd go on was based off of info from like a psychic. Oh, good. Oh, that's really <laughs> like, that. Yeah. And there was yeah. some, I forget. Oh, fuck. Where did I read this? There was some story where it was like this guy, this fucking guy went with a psychic like somewhere in like South America or something and was telling like a missing kid's father, like, <laughs> we know exactly where your kid is. This and the other thing, me and the psychic are going in to get him. Yeah. stunningly they didn't fucking find the kid and still haven't to this day these imaginary children i have to save there is but, some look, serious mental health issues in this but we got look we, we gotta say something nice about the guy he did get the nun out of there that, that was not that was not made up he did get sure. the nun out of there and and she's doing well haunting italy i guess now probably oh was she in yeah. italy now That's maybe yeah, well, she's knows. going she's the pope's problem now yeah, 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 to yeah, get look. the pope's exorcist dude papa pa- Pope's Exorcist with the Nun crossover Ooh. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's hey. something. Hey, Crumbs, found money. That's, That's sort of like what, like the Dino Bad versus Super Croc movies on uh, Sci Fi <laughs> Network. Yes. We're not yes. too far from that era. Eventually, we will get to that level of just like throw whatever at whatever and please give us your money. Oh, in yep. from the chat. Yes, he's Mormon. That's actually, uh, if someone's causing trouble, nine out of 10 <laughs> times. 
it, it's they, they do have a lot to speak for, honestly. A lot yeah. to answer for. Um also, so really quickly, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up in a second anyway. But okay. just as a little art market numbers here for the stop making sense reissue. Another eight hundred K this past weekend. Um pretty cool. And H yeah. is uh expanding it uh farther as uh I mean, I don't think it's going to get like a wide release or anything like that, but um, not as wide as the suit, huh? <laughs> not I, as wide as the suit. Yes. I mean, I don't know what else, what other than like the last waltz, I can't think of another movie that would have this kind of pull from like people actually showing up at midnight. Like I know people do like those fan, fan, uh, fathom events things. Sure. But like actual movies that like are concert movies, I'm trying to think of any other one where I was like, uh, I would actually like show up for maybe the Neil Young Demi movies. Those were good. Yeah, especially that first one. That might be something where he's he's doing the um, Heart of it's Gold. Neil Young Heart of Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really good movie. Um, you know, one I would go out for, even though like the host of it and uh, you know, dude whose name is in the title totally sucks. But <laughs> Dave Chappelle's Black Party is a great, great concert movie. film. Incredible movie, yeah. That that would yeah. actually bring me out too. Yeah, that's got Bunker some like, did great on that one. Some bonkers fucking performances. It's shot by Alan Curris, like really good. So maybe that, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, what I do know though, not for nothing, uh, right now on our Patreon on the uh, eight dollar level or higher, you can get all of our We Hate Movies uh, episodes starting this season, uh, which was our Phantom Menace Redux. Ad free mm-hmm. on the Patreon, folks. That's right. Every single it. week, you, right there, boom! It's in your in your app on uh, for Patreon or your podcatcher of choice, and it is yeah. an ad free experience. You don't have to hear, you know, me talking about shaving my balls. Oh no, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a fan favorite ad campaign, though. I think, dude. yeah, it's a good um, one. <laughs> no more hawk and chicken nuggets. No more <laughs> Delta Nine nonsense. No sir. Well, hey, I was I was hawking some like real deal uh, THC nine gummies a couple weeks ago on the program. So, oh, Lumi, well, Lumi's are great. And also, just while we're promoting stuff, gang, December seventh, be sure get your tickets. Join us in Jersey City, New Jersey. We're talking the Santa Claus at White Eagle Hall. That's right. Uh, I'm pumped uh, for that, man. It's gonna be I'm here before you it. know it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna uh, be here before you know it. You're gonna want to uh, get your. Uh, your asses to Jersey City <laughs> and uh, wear bells on. Folks, it's late at night. I'm an old yes. man. We're going to be asking a lot of questions about where Tim Allen was on Pearl Harbor on that day. What was he doing? <laughs> what was what, what? What did he say to who well, is what? That's I a great. Know. That's a great point, Chris. What? What? Why? Why didn't Santa help out? What the fuck no, was he doing? He was not doing nothing. He's doing jack shit. I'll he tell should you, have yeah, flown true. the sleigh and a few reindeer in front of those kamikaze aircraft. I, mean, I don't know, man. Can't. It's like a few weeks before his big night. Like clearly, he was busy. But he was. It, it, it meant he was. He was getting ready. He was in the fighting shape. He could have prevented it, make, and he chose not. Santa Claus was in fighting shape. <laughs> make a peaceful <laughs> offering to Krampus and have Krampus deal right. with this. He's oh all powerful. God. He can mm-hmm. do some stuff sure. here. Yeah, but this is a perfect time to make peace. <laughs> um so there you go couple of plugs real quick um and i'm gonna plug this again because i saw it on saturday i went to yes a late ass imax screening 10 30 at night thank god the movie's only 84 minutes but 
you know, there's a lot of restorations that come out and like a lot of them are worth a damn. And then sometimes you get some that are like, yeah, okay. Um, this is totally worth a damn. The audio is like remastered. I was hearing shit in that screening that I have not heard in that movie in the whatever. 20 times that I've Are seen it. Are you sure it was from the film remaster? Or was it ghosts <laughs> in the theater? Right? Fuck, I hope it wasn't ghosts, man. Um, but <laughs> like the theater. Yeah, yeah. The theater was fucking hopping, man. I have to say it was a lot of fun. It's the one time where I will stomach audience participation. But like everyone was acting like it was, you know, they were at a concert and singing along, applauding after every number, applauding when like, like Tina Weymouth comes out, the place went fucking crazy. Like she was actually there. Like really cool. So little if you this. get a chance, woo, a little of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play, well, play board under punches. Now. Play make it flippy floppy. We will. It's all, the same set list for the last forty years. No, but, but surprise me though. <laughs> Don't do that. No. I actually thought because they put in a couple of songs uh, from the original thing that were deleted. Like, if you have the Blu-ray, mm. there's a couple of deleted numbers. There's Cities and um, the fuck is the other? Oh, Izimbra. They okay. were like, de- they're like deleted numbers on the DVD. They put them back into the remastered concert album. So I was like, oh, maybe not that they would put them in the movie, but maybe like at the end of the credits or something like here's these other things remastered did not do it, which is fine. Um, but Ezimbra is such a fucking amazing song, Great song. Uh, to see done live. Um, anyway, that's my uh, my ranting about that. But now, Eric and Chris, you guys saw it. Oh, boy. What is the 411 on <laughs> Expendables? Don't read so into these beautiful. thumbs up. Yeah, it's just I'm, exci- I'm excited I saw a movie. That's all. Yeah. Holy crow, huh, Chris? Uh, we try not to spoil this for folks at home. Sure. Because it does try something kind of... I thought it, I'm such a fucking sap. I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. I'm the dumbest <laughs> bastard on the planet. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually trying. Don't worry. They're not. No. I oh. thought they were doing something with it, and it seemed to go on forever that it was like, well, I guess that's that. It's not <laughs> no. that, unfortunately. I, I- because they show you what they show you, we're not going to get too far into. It. There is a certain uh, uh, red herring that happens about yes, mm, yes. Uh-huh. 20, 30 minutes into it. But the way they rep- they present it, uh-huh. I was just like, there is no way the person who played that is going to allow that. They would not allow that. It I will not say, though, yes, there's uh, there's there's problems with it. Violence is back in a big way. That's yes, a plus. That's which yeah, yeah. That's a is plus. a plus. Unfortunately, my God, one of the most annoying characters. Oh, you know, I guess Antonio Banderas oh, isn't God. coming back to the film. Uh-huh. Why don't we just have a character play his son and that yeah. acts exactly like him down oh, to like, yeah. an impression? That sucks. It, it was real tough. It's real tough stuff to do. Also, as uh, Eric, as you pointed out, too much Toll House. Toll House. Yeah, I was texting <laughs> the guys. He's, he's, Folks at home don't know about this. I was texting about Toll House today. Toll House. <laughs> I don't all like over this fucking. He's making too many chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, way we, too many. <laughs> uh, there, and there's these chase. There's these chase scenes in this movie that look worse than almost anything I've ever. seen. I can't like remember the last time I was like, the, I don't know if anybody is in the same place. I don't know if this is a place. Mm, it's oh. just. Yeah. 
it, it's just uh, what whatever green screening they do, they're spending less on it because the the blending is not happening anymore. They're just is like that right. It look it looks so popped out. Like everything so, about it looks popped out. Wait a and second, though. So, well, that would also be bad. But <laughs> Eric, though, on on the violence front, are, is it like CGI, blood and gore, or any practical effects floating around? I think it's mostly CGI. What do you think, Chris? I think there's one or two moments of like we're banging up a uh, a dummy of sorts. Yes, there's they do one or two big like moments that are that they look like they put the real work into but most mm. of it is just like cgi gunfire cgi blood and like i get why you would especially the gunfire i understand well but, like sure the blood looks so bad i don't like it does nothing mm-hmm. for me like i guess if i was steeped in video games the way that i guess a lot of the what they hope the audience of this would be right like, is like well, yeah. how dumb is that though right the last the, the video games that these the people who like grew up loving Stallone in the 80s they played pinball you know they played right <laughs> pong sure. they played uh, there's true. plenty of them Invaders. that were playing doom too i mean there you got a couple of the doom generation in there too That's i true. think yeah a couple yeah, quake hounds in the audience yeah, yeah. yeah a couple <laughs> demolition man people diablo files oh, in the crowd yes but like uh, st- i mean but just get some squibs on people like the fucking, you know, blanks and all that. I completely get it. We got to start investing in squib technology, dude, because I'm sorry, as much as uh, like fake rain and snow still looks terrible all these years later. Sure. You know, CGI fake yeah, yeah, rain yeah, and snow. Yeah. It's the same thing with blood splatter. And oh, wait, let me ask you this one. Big pet peeve of mine. I despise this shit. Any blood, fake blood splatter on the camera lens? Are we doing any of that? I don't think so. I don't think so for this one. They, but there could I, they be have done, okay. they, they have done that before, though. They might not want to do the double up. They they might have uh, avoided it this time, but because I think in three yeah, or two okay. they do do that. Um, it's I, I mean it's just yeah like to to the point of like what you were saying about the rain and the like that stuff isn't cathartic. Like that's mood setting, and like yes, the mood is better set. When that's natural stuff, but like right. blood, like bloodshed's cathartic. That's the element. And like, right. if I don't, if I just see the like fucking like Metal Gear Solid splurt, like, <laughs> I, 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 it does nothing for me. It doesn't give me the catharsis. Right. Like, whereas, uh, excuse me, the greatest movie of the decade so far, Ambulance, uh, does mm, right. Squibs all over the yeah. place. Squibs yep. up to your eyeballs. Squibs. So we are panning this movie, Chris. Right? Expendables yes. Four is two thumbs down. On the show, yeah. Um, yeah. careful, but, we'll get sued. You can't. can't oh do yeah, I mean, it's two fucking fingers hands go. Down. Yeah, yeah. The, the, hands stuff. down, jerking off the, a jerk fucking off. Jerk off. down, um, downward jerk offs. But we'll, we'll we'll workshop the the rating system here. Right. Right. About the two uh, horse comes down, and yes. <laughs> yet, Chris, yes, this might be the best of the series. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> maybe the second best. It's better than three, I think. I'm not going to go around and start picking the best uh, corn kernel in the turd. That's not what I'm going <laughs> to. That's your job. That's your job. No, it is not. You it to work today? My, no, no. To it's work not, today? not my job to do that. It's just bad. It's like all these are bad. You shouldn't be watching any of them. Like, I guess if you wanted to watch the first one, I understand it because Mickey fucking works in it and he's a phenomenal sure. actor and he has presence. But like the rest of this, you can just fucking junk it right right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, this one included. Just fucking throw it out. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can throw it there you go. I'll, you know, it's going to be a rental from me. 
I, you know, I tried over the weekend and it was just like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. meh, maybe it won't even have to be a rental. Maybe it'll go to Netflix or, you know, someplace where I can not pay $6.99 to watch it. I don't know. Wherever it's going, it's going to go there quick. I'll tell you that much. It's not, you're, you're, it's going to be like a week and this thing is going to (laughs) be on some streaming site somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the fucking box office that we were just talking about. It's just an abysmal performance. Cannot. I mean, like, hey, Ben Shapiro, if you, you might have a deal there, buddy. If you're looking for another movie to put on your roster, what? there you go. Give, give the Expendables series to uh, the Daily Wire. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, they're, they're uh, close enough to it. I mean, some of the stuff that Toll House is saying in that movie oh, ain't yeah. so far well, off. <laughs> here's a great part of that movie, too, is... Um, Dolph Lundgren's character has become sober and he's no longer drinking. Uh-huh. But then during a fight, he's like starts chugging like whiskey and he's like Popeye and he can fight better because oh. he's, he's back in the he's off the wagon, on right. the wagon, whatever it is. So yeah. you personally related to that then. Oh, You're like, yeah. oh, like, see, it works for him too. They're telling me it's okay. You can <laughs> have this all day long. Well, also because <laughs> Dolph has the nice long, uh, straggly hair in this one. More like Eric's wonderful locks. Like yeah, yeah. The, 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 his Cisco for sure. And, oh, and some good glasses too. His glasses look great in this. <laughs> he kind of always has pretty cool glasses in these movies. And I know it's supposed to be like, ha ha ha, because he's old, but like, he just looks cool wearing yeah, all the glasses he that he has in these movies. Looking great. Uh, so, shit, man. There you go. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, coming to Netflix four days from now, probably. <laughs> Actually, that's where a bunch of them have been. And it's kind of funny because oh. I've been noticing, like, as it got closer to the release date, it was like, they, like, reverse engineered. They're like, three's coming off in a few days. Now two's coming off. Like, they're like, taking it out of there that's you know it's interesting because they haven't really been because they only they put out so much of their own stuff they haven't been able to do something like where like peacock can be like you know two weeks in like uh not two weeks but like two months in like nope or uh uh uh, ambulance or something like that they can put it on their stream like a big movie comes to a stream they don't really have that because they're always just putting out their own movies that like sure. most people don't give a shit about. You got to make it room for be. extraction too and shit. Of course. But like, yeah, it would be funny if they just were like, hey, we'll we'll fucking pay for Expendables 4 to put, put on the platform in two weeks. Please do this. <laughs> and not mean, a I'm bad sure. deal. Not a bad well, deal. Honestly, I it's probably not that far off. They have those deals that they make now where they've licensed like old catalog HBO shows. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if Expendables four came out initially on Netflix, we'd be, they'd be saying it's the biggest movie of all time, you know? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Take, take a backseat extraction too. here comes Expendables <laughs> four. Andrew, your mother saw it twice. Your father saw it five <laughs> yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my dead grandfather watched it 10 times. Uh, all, because all dead relatives are just watching it nonstop over and over again. <laughs> because we're all still talking about Red Notice, right? Was that the name of that thing? Was yeah, that the one with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, rock. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot? The, yeah, the most streamed film in history. So much streaming. I can tell you a fucking thing that happens in that movie. Yeah. I think there's maybe like a fake art heist or something at one pours point. Pours a Coca-Cola. He pours, pours a Coca-Cola over a piece of art. So that's maybe that's what we're pulling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, pull it down. Two uh, Cokes down. Two Cokes down. There you go. Sponsored by Coke. Uh, Kane. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, the big thing since last Thursday, of course, we have been downtown uh, at the Walter Reed Theater, film at Lincoln Center, watching a bunch of shit in anticipation of the 61st New York Film Festival, which opens uh, opening night this Friday, by the way. Oh, yeah. 
Here we go. It's coming. Uh, yeah, it's coming, man. Um, so the 29th through the 15th, if you're uh, in town, tickets are fucking sparse, man. I, I did try to do like a couple of uh, uh, public screenings. Everything sold out so fast. Selling like hotcakes, which, you know, hotcakes. The, uh, can't keep them on the shelves. <laughs> no, you can't, Eric. You're right. Um, the standby line is always good for these. I do hear a lot of friends get into a lot of these screenings uh, just by uh, hanging out whenever the screening is happening. So if yeah. you are in the area, you should uh, try to get on a wait list or something. It usually does work out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Rushing is worth it, especially if it's a screening at the Walter Reed. Because I think the other yeah. thing that kind of kills it, not kills it, but like makes it difficult for the public is like, unless you're buying a pass, like if you're just trying to single ticket shit, the Walter Reed is a is a big enough auditorium. But the two over in the Eleanor Bunin Film Center there, the Very Francesca nice. Beale and the other theater, uh, the Howard Gilman, they're not huge auditoriums. And you've like, it's a popular fucking film festival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you've got like all of these people trying to descend on this film institution to see these, you know, incredibly hype movies and it just sells out so fast. That's why I'm glad they are doing the satellite thing again this year. There will be theaters around the city doing like a screening yeah, like, or oh, two of cool. some movies. I know like BAM is doing it. Um, the Maisel Cinema uptown, I oh, think, nice. is screening some docs. They're doing, of course, they announced today uh, the Fincher is going to play. Both at the Walter Reed, or uh, maybe it's at Alice Tully, <laughs> and over mm. at, uh, of course, the Paris. So, um, yeah, a lot of shit floating around. We'll see you know if we actually get a... Yeah. About that, Andrew, the Fincher playing? I thought it already was on the schedule, but turns out that's uh, Hitman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. the link later. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, dude, the killer and fucking Hitman in the same festival now. Um, I, it'll suck if they don't uh, introduce a, a press screening for that. I could totally yeah. understand why, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we have, we've seen more than this, but these are just, um, some films of the first like week or so that we, uh, just want to get through here. So the first one up, it's a me and Chris, uh, covered film here. The new one from Bertrand Bonello, uh, the beast, um, that of course was Lea Seydoux. Uh, and who's that? Uh, the guy is, George uh, Mackey? something like that. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, George McKay. Lay say McKay. do or lay say don't on this fi this film. Let's hear. It. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, say do on on this one. I'll, I'll say do. Okay, I'm, we got I'm one do. I'm gonna say do also. Um, uh, but I will say there is a lot of movie in this movie. Oh it's fucking two and a half hours long. I don't entirely think it needs to be, even though it's like this triptych thing where we're doing like three different timelines here with the two of them as like these, you know soul-crossed lovers uh, in one way or another, um, which is interesting. You know, I think it took me, I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but like it kind of took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on. And I think maybe part of that is my own fault of like not thoroughly reading uh, like, you know, film copy. You For know sure. what I mean? Like, because I, I mean sometimes like going in cold, but sometimes like going in cold can totally screw you over with a movie like this. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he throws a lot. I mean, Bonello is not, uh, he's challenging, but he is not a guy I necessarily think of as someone who, like, gives you a difficult, like, narrative. His narratives are bold and controversial, but, like, this is the first time where I'm like, he's actually jumping around. He's actually, like, using mm -hmm. these very strange devices, especially towards the end. Uh, uh, somebody, I think it was Nick Newman at the playlist, uh, 
not the plays, uh, the the film stage. Um, yes, he. I think he said something that you can feel his the influence of Twin Peaks: The Return on this, and I was like, absolutely, you can. Especially like, with the with the like last moment of the film. That's kind of all I was thinking of because it's almost exactly. A Twin it's, Peaks, it's the very, very. The mood is very similar. Everything there's there's that kind yeah. of confrontational nature that Bonella is known for. But I I was actually really taken with how like bold this was. Like he he does he juggles three different timelines, um, and three different like realities. It seems since a lot of times like like it, to it, give folks an idea really quickly. So just it's about in yeah. like 2044, Leia Seydu is a woman who she's an actress, uh, but in in this like not so distant future, uh, like AI is taking over everything. So it's hard for human beings with emotions to get jobs. So there is a process where you can have your DNA like wiped out, which in turn in the world of this movie wipes out any like past lives and memories of past lives, sort of cleans your the plate of your soul, basically. So while she's undergoing these treatments, um, we flash back into two of those timelines. One is like 19 or yeah, like 1909 or something like that yeah. in Paris. And then the other one is 2014 uh, Los Angeles are these two timelines yes. you're floating around in. Um, it's just, it is, it is a lot of movie, you know, it yeah. is a real, like set the fucking day aside. Honestly, like I didn't really know how I felt about it. Until kind of like sometime early this afternoon, I was like, not nah, all, it all mostly did work for me. And she, and she's fucking great. And he's great too. He's in, um, wasn't he the oldest kid in Captain Fantastic? Like among other I, things. I think so. I think, I think he, he might've been that kid. He's this been around for a while. The French fluent French. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with his command of the language. This was, it was supposed to be, uh, uh, what was that dude's name? Gaspard Yuli, uh, the guy who passed Ooh. away. He was in Hannibal yes. Rising. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He died in like a skiing accident. Yeah. Like the movie's dedicated to him. He was supposed to be this role, and then you know, obviously, yeah. could not uh, uh, do it. But yeah, George McKay, I, I thought was really good. Man, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's not. You know what's funny though? He kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Harris. It's the English guy from. Yes. Um, uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm completely like, from Beach Rats and uh, Beach Rats and yeah. the fucking boat sinking movie from last year, the Ruben Oslin movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triangle Harris Dickinson. Sadness, yeah. Harris, Tri- Dickinson. Harris Dickinson. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean, I, I I thought both of them were really good, and they're juggling a lot with this movie. It the most similar movie in tone I can think of uh, is like a Holy Motors. Um, but I, I, I love oh, Holy okay. Motors a hundred times more, but like, yeah. I, I really liked this and I really like that. He's like taking a bigger step than like Nocturama or like, I like Nocturama. I like House of Tolerance, uh, House of Tolerance. I like all those mm-hmm. movies. This yeah. one, he's actually like challenging himself a little bit. And I really appreciated that. Holy yeah. Motors. What is that? The Pope's car? <laughs> Pope Mobile? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know the movie. Uh, I'm just, I'm just you know interjecting. I, I thought that was a completely funny joke. So I, I'm, it, I'm fine with that. Uh, this movie at the moment, no U.S. distribution. So keep your eyes peeled. I would wager this goes to like a, a Kino or maybe maybe like a Magnolia. It's like that kind of level. It's also yeah. like a perfect. I was actually surprised movie didn't have it already. It's a perfect yeah. movie movie. Um, it feels like a movie. But, you know whatever so somebody will 
pick this movie up. I really hope. So. I mean, listen, yeah. I mean, it, it has star power, so I do hope yeah. so. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the two of them are, are both known uh, folks, so uh, yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that. So, uh, what do we got? All right, this next one is uh, an Eric and Chris uh, screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new short from Pedro Almodovar, Strange Way of Life. Here Fellas, have go. at it. Yes, now mm-hmm. this is not enough movie, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> not nearly enough. I don't even think it's very good for a short. Uh, it's fine. It's I whatever. like it. I like it plenty. I, Chris, I think your review, I think Norm MacDonald's review of uh, Interview with a Vampire is probably your review for this movie. I, I but, mean, uh, yeah. which is it's, what? It's not good yeah, enough. Oh, 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 sure. <laughs> but because, uh, uh, you know, there is there's those moments of of implied intimacy. Yes. Um, but what struck me about the film the most is it's just goddamn beautiful. The set design, mm-hmm. the, you know, the uh, costuming. I know uh, Yves St. Laurent is all over it. It's basically a commercial. It's a 30-minute fucking clothing commercial yes, with gay cowboys. <laughs> but it's it looks good and it I had a uh-huh. good enough 30 minutes with it. It's it's a good commercial. Uh it's the I, I like I said, the it, it's not the the clothes the wardrobe is fantastic, but like I would assume that with St. Laurent having their name on this at least eight times I saw it before oh, the credits. Yeah, the opening made. credits was Oh, oh, they're just flashing Eve yeah. Saint Laurent left and right. Big red letters. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, oh, nice. uh-huh. um, but and, and like Pedro Pascal's ass is very nice. I liked seeing it, but oh, yeah, like sure. that's not enough for me to be even for a short. That's enough for me to be like, okay, this is fine. Like it's just like. So, wait a second. Big question. You said Pedro's ass is all right. <clears throat> What's the uh, what's the hog situation? Any hogs in this movie? I don't. I'm not seeing any hog. That was also hog a big free. Issue. I, I don't believe think I'm seeing it. any hog. I'm not Folks, seeing any. Believe it. There, these are guys on a farm. You're not seeing any not hogs. Even I'm not even thinking I'm seeing pubes, Eric. I gotta be honest. I'm not even seeing some curlies. What one would hope? No, that's no, I don't think it's happening. Some good makeouts, uh, especially the the flashback sequence with the wine that was well, that was, was steamy, though. Chris. You got to hand yeah, this, it that. Sure, that was very steamy. If I'd read that in a romance novel, I'd be like, ah, that's hot. Oh, that's nice. I kind of just always wonder with these. Like, I wonder the same thing, like with the Tilda Swinton one he did a couple years ago. Like, why are these not just features? You know, and it's so bizarre because, like, this is being released in some capacity by Sony Classics. The last how. time they did this, it was, well, the last time it was, they paired it with, uh, like, if you booked it, you also hmm. booked a DCP of women on the verge of a nervous breakdown mm. and you oh, did like okay. an Almodovar. That makes sense. That sure. makes sense. You but know, you're right. Like just yeah. find 50 more minutes and put out a short feature. I would have probably loved it because the aesthetic is really, really, really yeah. impeccable. Especially when you're calling this, like, I forget if he said the word corrective. I think it was to broke back mountain. And I'm like, I, I mm, no. He? Uh, yeah, he said something about how he wanted to make like a response to Brokeback Mountain. I think he said corrective, but I, I'm not okay. going to, don't quote me What's on that. What's the response? Better clothes? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> no, like I thought he was going to, I thought he meant more intimacy. I thought he meant hog. I'll be honest. I oh, thought that meant hog, no, no. It meant more, more no, it fashionable. Doesn't. That's what Way I mean. more fashionable and like more flashbacks to like younger them, like I guess. But uh-huh. like I, 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 I didn't get it. Like if if that's what he thought, I didn't understand that part of it. I don't know, man. In Brokeback, Heath Ledger fucking spit lubes with his uh, hand great there, scene. and that's pretty something. Pretty great. Uh, I like both movies. 
Yeah, it, it's well, it's kind of sounding like this movie doesn't even reach that. No, no, probably. Uh-huh. Not. It's been a while yeah. for me and Brokeback, but probably not. Just Pascal's ass, which is not. I, I'm gonna say it's, it's nice. a very nice ass. It's a very nice yeah, ass. You could wake up. Can to I that. say? That's literally the only part of the movie I've seen because uh, I had to like ski daddle before that happened. But- Mr. Skin, you stopped at Mr. Skin. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I was on the train like, I can't wait. <laughs> no, the uh, the booth was like teching it and getting the like the masking and everything in the theater between screenings set. And the, they like jogged through to get image on screen so they could mask out appropriately. And it was just Pedro Pascal's ass, just like he's laying like ass up in the bed. Yeah. So if you have to pause a part of the movie, man, pretty good part to pause that's, on. That's how they should end the second season of Last of Us. It's just a close up of it. <laughs> that's that's should, how that should culminate. Uh, all right. So moving on here, we got another one here that uh, was just Chris and I uh, here. Chris and me, whatever. Uh, anyway, first, uh, I would say major banger of the evening. Oh, yeah. The latest, and I guess now last, I don't know, uh, film from Hayao Miyazaki, The yeah. Boy and the Heron. He says he wants to do another one, and I'm like, Is Miyazaki, that right? you go ahead and you do another one, buddy. You go ahead do and do up, whatever dude. the fuck you like. Do it up. Do it up. I, because honestly, this, great. This movie's great. This, incredible. You know, kind of a blend of like a bunch of different modes like Miyazaki modes you know but like it all kind of worked for me the fucking animation I mean folks at home you absolutely have to see this on a big screen G Kids is putting it out um, you know so look for it I would guess around like your indie theaters Um, but you know who who knows actually they probably will get in some some chains Uh, but I think it's just fucking stupendous this is a, this movie is a, a trip though. It's about like a little boy who's um, his mom dies in a hospital fire, fucking horrible. Uh, so he he goes to live. Uh, this happens in Tokyo. He goes to live in a rural village uh, with you know his. It's kind of awkward, and the movie just kind of like skates by it, which is fine. But it's definitely the mom's sister, and the dad is like moving in with his sister-in-law oh yeah um yeah yeah it's it's very similar to uh the two i thought of the most were totoro and castle in the sky um but it is it's its own thing it's uh the relationship between the boy and the heron is really remarkable i thought like they they have a good give and take uh it's it's legitimately hilarious yeah it's really funny how about this dude? Fantasy cast for uh, the English dub voicing the heron, Danny DeVito. Well, yeah, that's where you would obviously go for that. <laughs> I mean, it's I was doing that watching the movie in Japanese yesterday. I was like, DeVito could do this it, part. It definitely has the demon tint to it, the the demon king sound to it, the way that Danny DeVito's <laughs> voice goes. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a beautiful movie. It's a very funny movie. Uh, I think, you know, I think the Wind Rises is still probably his most personal film. Uh, this sure. one feels like a movie made by a guy like looking, you know, beyond life and like looking off into like what's what's. I mean, he's come to the end towards it. So like, yeah, I, I, you can feel that in this movie that he's actually not like just fantasizing where he's actually thinking about the end, like in a much more potent way. Uh, especially like yeah. the, the way that the. I mean, we're we won't go full into it, but the. 
the wizard king character uh, that we come to know. Like, oh, Vegeta. I, that felt. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, and that felt to me like a very personal character to him. That that felt like something that was really talking about stuff that he's going through. Yeah, and I think also like kind of along with that, it is this. I think it's almost like this dual thing, right? Because it's all about like think of the future, look to the future, consider your future. Mm-hmm. Possibly one, like, yes, from this like artistic standpoint and like, you know, his artistic career, much like his actual life has, you know, more sunsets behind it than in front of it and everything like that. But I think I definitely also read it as a like environmental thing, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. don't give up on the, you know, the the realm that you have, right? Because there's fantastical stuff here. We're dealing with two different realms, like concentrate on your realm, take care of your realm, you know, mm-hmm. i.e. Take care of the planet. Concentrate on what we're doing here. Get out of the fantasy realm, you know? So there is that kind of interesting thing uh, sort of being pushed on you also, which is great. But yeah, I mean, Wind Rises, I was definitely getting vibes from also, especially just from like the early on historical stuff. Um, But either way, it's a total, 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 total uh, recommend. All right, so we're moving on here. This one, it's another Eric and Chris classic. I did not see this one. The new one from Jonathan Glazer, uh, The Zone of Interest, which I heard uh, most upbeat film of the year. Oh, Big crowd pleaser you got here, folks. A big, big crowd pleaser. You're going to see them packed. It's going to be like Get Out again. Uh, It's just every, you won't be able to buy tickets. Chris, I think most people in that zone wanted to get out. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this yeah. is a brutal movie, you know, banality of evil on display. Right. Um yeah. just sort of the ins and outs of bureaucracy of running a camp and just mm-hmm. growing a garden next to it and having this idyllic life next mm-hmm. to Auschwitz, you know, cuz the Germans oh, they even they even use Auschwitz specifically, huh? The the yes. big names they're pulling oh, out. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the big boys coming out to play. Uh uh-huh. but you don't you you focus really on the the inner life of this German family mm-hmm. r- helping run the place, and you don't really get. It's not like they're not showing you insane shit, right, Chris? Well, there's one or two. Yeah, a lot of it is done by audio. The audio mix is very uh, important in this movie. Uh, I mean, the the thing that's interesting to me about this movie is that it does ride this line between like totally unsettling in its details and in a lot of its dialogue. Um, Uh But also it's got a pitch black comedy tone to it. Like a lot of the Mm -hmm. things are like supposed to be like both eerie and like you're doing that, like just disbelief laughter more than anything. And uh, I, I I mean, I think it gets much better towards the end. There's a lot of uh, Haneke, a lot of uh, Roy Anderson, if anybody's a fan, um, There's a lot of uh, references to that work specifically in this. Um, and it's, I, I thought it was pretty compelling throughout. I thought it only really co- complicated things and got really weird at the end. Last like 20, yeah. 30 minutes, I love. Though most Ooh. of it I like. Uh, the, but the last 20, when he, uh, when he leaves uh, the camp for a bit. Right. That is yes. that is when I really was like, oh man, this is really I, interesting stuff. It, I think it's a very affecting movie, top to bottom. I think it's I mean, it's not exactly something you're gonna want to rewatch a lot, <laughs> but uh it sort of reminded me of an old short film uh called Human Remains by Jay Rosenblatt. 
in uh-huh. just a very you know banality of evil. I think in that movie, it's just like going through you know what like Hitler liked to eat and drink and what his day was like. So it's sort of like that you're seeing the day-to-day monster without seeing full on display of the monster, which is kind of interesting. It really didn't work for a uh, older couple leaving the screening. Uh, They were kind of spitting mad about it actually. Really? Uh, Yeah. It was a, uh, they were sarcastically saying banality of evil and how it didn't go far enough, how it was cited too much, I guess with the Germans, (laughs) but uh, I think that's a kind of a misreading. I think they just want, they expected something but it's also, why do you want, you know what I mean? Well, At the same time, why do I, you want to watch, you know, a night in fog, a, a fictionalized version of we've that? We've already yeah, done that. Like, yeah. it, it, we've, we've done, yeah. we've, we've been through quite a lot that's with what, this subject. <laughs> that's what that fucking Son of Saul movie is, dude. You guys yeah, ever see Son of Saul? Son of Jigsaw? No. Saul. S-A-U-L. Sorry, my accent is making this difficult. S-A-U-L. Son of Saul. I don't think I saw that one. It is a movie where you are fucking in a concentration camp and the camera is just over this dude's shoulder literally the entire time. And you are just going around with this guy. You were going into fucking <laughs> gas chambers. Like it's fucking brutal. I think that's uh, what they expected it to be. And it, and it was not that. And I think it's, it's, I think it's good that it wasn't that. I feel like it's, yeah, it's very interesting in an artistic film. And I say, check it I, out, but it's not I, a great time. It's not something that you're going to want to like, I'm not even sure if you're going to want to talk about it. I've, I enjoy talking about it, but I can see people really not wanting to. Yeah, Um, sure. It it is. I think definitely worth seeing at least once. Uh, It's a very particular tone. Sandra Huller is uh, pretty damn good in it. Uh, She's much better in a movie. We're going to talk about a little bit called Anambi of a fall. Um, Mm But I, I think it's worth it. I, it might be my least favorite Glazer, though. That's no. what. So that's what I was going to ask, you know, because this is out later this year from A24. Like, I'm definitely going to see it. I've seen all his movies, which are three. Uh, this makes four. So what, yeah, So you think this is at very bottom, Chris Cabin? I mean, for me, it has to go uh, Sexy Beast, Under the Skin, Birth, and then Zone of Interest. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my... Like, I, and Zone of Interest might get better as i think about it more but like oh the replayability now, dude you're gonna be <laughs> i'm definitely gonna watch that. it one more time i can't say beyond that but like i'm definitely gonna see it one more time just to see where because like a, a lot of it was spent kind of just like watching it unfold and not knowing where it was going so like right, now right. that i know where it's going i can at least appreciate the details a little bit more see if that does anything for me but right now i'm sure. pretty firm on that ranking um Interesting. So yeah, we will see with that. I I am curious. It was just another. I had to get get the hell out of Dodge that night. But um, yeah, yeah, I've I've liked all his movies, man. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so here we go. Another one up. This is a me and Chris. Uh, the new one from uh, Drive My Car is Ryusuke Hamaguchi. It's called Evil Does Not Exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is out this year from uh, the good folks at Sideshow and Janice well, I guess Films. someone didn't see Zone of Interest. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, man, this is, um, de- I mean, definite like vibes of, of Drive My Car in a lot of ways. Um, but I, it was again another like I'm thinking on it kind of a situation. And I have come to the, 
realization that I think it's pretty good. I, I don't think it's like better than Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy or Drive My Car uh, or mm-hmm. um, another one of his that I've seen. But it, it's I, I it worked for me in a lot of ways. How about you, Chris? It's it's a very I think it's a more minor key than those movies are like. All of his movies, at least his recent ones, all have all really grand ambitions. Like even Wheel of Fortune Fantasy, uh, like as a, a mm-hmm. trio of shorts, like uh, it, there is a certain hugeness to them. Like this is not mm-hmm. a big story. Uh, Happy Hour no. is a huge story. Asako One and Two is a huge story. Drive My Car is humongous. Um, Asako One and Two. That was that was the other one of his that I have seen. I haven't seen. Uh, happy hour because it's long as fuck very I, long uh, movie, love to drive my car I'm, I'm bummed i didn't get to this one this i eric i think you're gonna really like this one because it does it's yes, a actually register for him like I, I have never seen him get like real dark this way mm-hmm. like he's much more of a humanist he's interested in human behavior human dreams like how people interact with one another that's a huge element to this this is all about that too but in a much more like uh, foreboding way, a much more like a uh, scary way. The uh, end of this movie like stunned me. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm it's, excited. It's you know, another banal real, like, thing. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking big time. But there's also like all of this absolutely stunning uh, nature footage. Like, so Eric, here's the the plot of the movie is, um, or the story of the movie is. There's a there's a like shitty corporation that wants to build a hip glamping spot in this mountain town. You know, of course they're from Tokyo wanting to do this. And it's about like the townspeople being like, Hey, that's fucked up. Like things like your septic tanks going to fuck up our water supply and, and things of that nature. And so it's the, like these two people from this agency that get sent to this town to be like the Q and a people at like the bullshit, you know, we're just pleasing these people kind of town meeting. Right. And it just sort of like goes from there. But there's this dude, like the movie starts with this guy chopping wood and he's Lots going down to a, a creek. I love that. He's getting pure water, you know, mm-hmm. put, filling it up. And he's like bringing this water to his buddy's like noodle shop in town. Like it's just this amazing like portrait of this like really kind of gorgeous small town that like these things are getting gobbled up by the day, you know, by fucking companies like this stupid glamping shit or whatever, you know, uh, industrial thing. So like, there's all this really awesome, like man's relationship, you know, humans relationship to nature, things like that. Sounds great. Eric, this guy is living the life you wish you were living. This is <laughs> this guy is smoking cigarettes, chopping wood, mm. getting water from the woods and just mm. hanging out all day. Like it's, I, I was like, this is if this if the house he has was like in a mountainside hobbit like, I think that would be your dream life. <laughs> I think that's what Dude, you would. Play. Yes, it would be. As it is, I was looking at that house in the movie, man, and I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Like, there's Not one scene life. where a woman is looking out off this guy's like back deck or whatever, or his porch or whatever you want to call it, and it's just like this like amazingly beautiful Japanese forest. And I was like, that's a nice house, dude. Like that's a, you, you know, it's very small and you've got like a wood stove, like all very, very cool. Amazing. I like Um, that. Return to nature folks. And it's kind of funny though, Chris, I think you are right though. Even as like you were sitting here discussing it a little and 
I'm reminding myself of all these things that work so well for me with the movie. I do think like, I don't know. Lesser is a wrong word, but it's just not in the same. I think key. Did you use key or register? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just not in the same headspace as some of his other more recent stuff. It's not as big. The the ambitions are. I mean, I think yes. the ambitions are interesting, but they're not as grand. Right. Yeah. That's that's a really good way to put it. Um. So this next one is just uh, me, real quickly. Uh, the new one from Andrew High. Or maybe, hey, I never know how to say this dude's name. But uh, all of us strangers, of course, you know this guy from uh, Weekend and uh, 45 Years. Um, something recently. Name another one of his. He did a television thing recently, I think, too. Yeah, um, sort of like yeah. some multi-part crime thing. Uh, but anyway, so this movie uh, is... What is this movie? This movie is Andrew Scott from um, Bleabag and Sherlock. He plays uh, a gay screenwriter living alone in London. And Paul Mezcal is the only um, other person who's moved into this new apartment building. Mm -hmm. So it's already this kind of like weird ghost town thing, uh, which is very appropriate. Um, It's a movie that you can't really give too much away about because for about 95% of the movie, uh, it plays like this very vague, we're not really explaining what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like there, uh, there's a fantastical element in this movie. And folks at home, I will say, okay. you know, this movie is a recommend for me. Uh, I would say go out to the theaters to see it. Searchlight Pictures is putting this out, uh, you know, probably before the end of the year in some capacity. Try to avoid trailers. Try not to look too much into it because I went in fairly cold. I know it is based on a book, so maybe some of you already read it, but I was pleasantly surprised because it is just, it's so ambiguous and vague and not wanting to talk about what it's doing. Like it doesn't want to explain the rules of the thing. Okay. Um, But then in like the last, five, ten minutes, it sort of explains the rules of the thing. And I was like, no, no, it was it was awesome that it was vague. It was yeah. so awesome that it was vague. Um, but I will say it's basically a four-person movie. Um, it's it's Andrew Scott. He's the lead. And then it's Mezcal. Mezcal's like, he he's really good in the movie. It's not a huge role, but he's doing like a great, like, I'm the hot dude who just like constantly dresses like a scumbag like yeah oh it works it's really great just a real like aloof kind of dude in some ways but he's really great and then the other two uh, performances in the movie are jamie bell and claire foy and the the four of them are absolutely fucking great in this movie it's it's four totally great performances in a movie that like to me in the last few minutes it loses the confidence that it has throughout most of the rest of it and kind of like, and I don't know, maybe that was because of like studio notes. I don't sure. know. Cause I also don't know the book. That, so I don't know how it ends. That's exactly you know? how I feel about Expendables four. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar films. Yeah. Very similar films. I hear. Oh, uh, absolutely. Similar films. I, 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 that is my general feeling on him as a director is I feel like I really like weekend, but his mm-hmm. other films, my general feeling is like, he always has great performances, and that's usually when I'm watching his films for, or and even his. Lean TV. on Pete. That's the other. Lean one. on Pete, and then that's he did the some. One. He directed a few episodes of Looking too, I think. Uh, on oh HBO. right, and I think he did the Looking movie actually. He did. He absolutely did. Yeah. Yes. 
which I yeah, did not I, see, but everybody I've heard from says it's terrible. What's I mean? What's his name is really like like a get like the uh, the main guy who's in mine uh, mine hunters to um, not Holt McElhaney, the other guy, uh, the younger from, guy, uh, the younger the guy from mine hunter. Yeah, yeah, the other mine hunter. He he's the main character and he's very good in it. But yeah, the uh-huh. movie itself is not very good. Jonathan Groff. Yes. Oh, Groff. Groff. Yeah, Groff. Yeah, yeah. A, Groff. A, a theater guy, I think, Groff. too, right? McGruff. Yeah. The crime dog? Yeah. Maybe. A lot of theater stuff. He's also in uh, that uh, Matrix uh, Revolution. Yes. He's a, yeah. He's a therapist. He's the guy. other, yeah, he's the therapist against. Right. Neil Patrick Harris is also in that for a second as another. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. I believe so. Um, 45 Years, I still think is his best movie. I remember being so like punched in the gut by the end of that movie. It's a really great, that's a movie that there's also like kind of a, a shift in it, but it's not like, it's not losing confidence in what it's doing. It's actually like hitting you over the head with something even more. Yeah. So that fucking wow. Lean on Pete, though, is one of the most devastating movies I've ever seen in my life. You're getting gut punched. And hit on the head. Time to find a new movie theater, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, if you're if you're not exactly hip to this dude's movies, he does not make happy movies. Uh, yeah. This movie is also very much not happy. Uh, it is about you know uh, the growing up and things uh, that gay men of a certain age uh, you know have had to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Four really powerful performances in a movie that's also, I will say, gorgeous looking with a great, like, with a great, like, 80s, like, pop soundtrack to it. Um, I like that. Because I do a lot of, like, watching, like, old YouTube TV performances and stuff. So, cool. anyway. That's my plans uh, after this. <laughs> there you go, dude. Been trash to YouTube. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> Like you're doing right uh, now, folks at home. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So, uh, the last one uh, for this week. Uh, the new one from Justine Triette, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Now, this one is out uh, this year uh, from Neon. No strangers to putting out good movies, those folks. Yeah, we um, all saw this one, and it was yeah. pretty good. I really enjoyed especially the uh, courtroom sequences. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a courtroom. Dr- uh-huh. I mean, like, Great th- this is primarily a courtroom. Dr- yeah. Uh, it's a good procedural too. Like it, it, it yes. does take you from one point to another, and you're going through the case. Uh, it, if you like that kind of movie, you can't really go wrong on this one. Uh, Sandra Huller, who is uh, I know her best from Tony Erdman. I know she was in I'm Your Man a year or two ago. I'm Your Man, uh, kind of underwatched, pretty good movie. I will say with Dan uh, Stevens w- and her. Yes, Dan Stevens plays a like a robot. Uh, like companion sent to her. Yes. It's it's kind of interesting, and she's great in it. But Sounds yeah, like Tony a, Erdman was she like jumped on the U.S. scene. Sounds like a hot yeah. little picture there. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, a little Dude, robot yeah. guy to come. I over think for, you would like that one, Eric. I think you'd yeah, be into I, that one. I, I missed this one. I should go back and check it out because I I really enjoyed Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this is you know it is if you're a like true crime person also uh this is for you it's about uh sandra huller plays this uh woman you know, she's a writer uh her husband is found dead outside their house uh and because the police suspect some sort of foul play based on forensics she is arrested and tried for his murder and the whole thing is 
her dealing with the defense attorney who, I want to see if I can look up that guy's name because I thought he was actually also pretty fantastic. Um, fuck, it's not here. Um, but he's really great. Uh, and it's like, I, I will say, difference between this two and a half hour movie uh, and The Beast, the first film we talked about uh, here yeah. in the, the segment, I did not feel the two and a half hours here uh, versus The Beast where I, I, I was getting a little tired. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, both of those sold, uh, sailed by for me. Uh, definitely this one soothes you, gets you, the procedure stuff really does sink you in. You get wrapped yeah. up in it. Uh, I think you're burying the lead. I think we're all burying the lead here. This, this features one of the great dog performances of this whole decade. <laughs> Hell you, don't yeah. even got, you don't even got to fucking look at whatever's going to happen in the next half decade. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. Messy, it's messy is fucking incredible there's one scene you're going to be heartbroken for a moment but like you've just got to see how this dog fucking handles this scene it's in it's great. incredible it's really amazing. great amazing uh and, and folks at home like you you know my track record with you know dogs in, in cinema and things happening oh, to animals it's all gravy and that's not a spoiler so just don't <laughs> no. worry about it but this, they shoot the this, dog <laughs> no they don't this this fucking dog performance i mean like you're not going to get over it you're no. really not going to get over. It. No, no, no. I mean, not- the dog's kind of doing some better acting than some some of the human beings in the movie itself. Right. And now yeah. I'm not going to say he's a disgusting whatever, but he's also he's paired with a ch- the dog is paired with a child for most of it. Yeah, and a devious the- shit boy. Yeah. Well, you know, we're just we're just, <laughs> I'm trying to be polite now. You know. Sure. Sure. Um, changing <laughs> gears really late yeah. in the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah no I mean he's fine he's fine it's just you, you will have a bit of a kid hanging out that's all oh yeah yes, there's 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 a kid there uh the oh the dude who plays um the defense attorney is a guy great name by the way Swan Arlode oh, yeah. uh, who has appeared man. to just done a ton of like French television and smaller French movies that have not been distributed over here but he is I think legitimately great. In the movie as well. I thought the prosecutor was also good. Oh, oh dude. You tough. know it's a good like <laughs> prosecutor performance when you want to reach through the screen and like spit in that person's face. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> He's incredible on that. Yeah, they're that all guy, they're all very good. Yeah, he a is good, a real a, fucking son of a bitch. That guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a real good movie, especially for the acting involved. It's yeah. top notch. Oh, also the head judge <clears throat> looks almost exactly like Patty Smith. Did you guys get that vibe? <laughs> I can see I that. So. I can definitely see that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like she's younger than Patty Smith, but like was given off like real Patty Smith vibes. Uh, I think anyway. Um, but yeah, that that is a absolute must, folks. Um, fucking gotta hand it to the buyer team at Neon. Those folks pick some good ass movies. Um, were you going to say something? I was. I'm saying they usually yeah. get uh, big at Cannes, and like this was a Cannes winner. Uh, that's uh, and yep. I, I, I think that's a good thing to go after. I, I honestly, even though uh, there have been plenty of uh, winners, I've been kind of like whatever about like usually it's a good way of uh, buying things. Well, Chris can. Who cares? All right. New York okay. Film Festival. That's the premier film festival in <laughs> the one. world. <laughs> yes, of course. The um, Berlin Hale is bullshit. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're team. Finally, NIF. somebody's saying it. Listen, we gotta but we gotta butter our bread here. We got it. We sure, want to be invited I, back next yeah. year. I got yeah, it. oh, that's that's true. <laughs> uh, 
Well, listen, folks, that uh, those are the seven that we covered. I think shit, we even saw like stuff today that we'll be talking about next week, you know, but you yeah. can't cram everything into into a single episode. Uh, so there will be more coverage to come. There's some big movies uh, that we're going to see Friday. So uh, be sure to tune in the next on screen. We're going back to Mondays, October the 2nd, but again at 8.30 p.m. So be sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Get that notification bell clicks. You want to make sure you are updated whenever we go on the air, especially for these wild weeks where we're doing shows not at the regularly scheduled time. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll be back uh, then, Monday 10-2, doing more on screen. But the week, because it's Tuesday, shit is already pumping here on We Hate Movies uh, in the WHMU, as we say. First of all, just because we were talking about Expendables, uh, for a little bit there. Out now, of course, is The Expendables 3 episode. So if you don't want to rewatch 3, but you, you don't want to be lost for 4, <laughs> listen to that episode. We'll tell you all about it. Folks, if you ever wondered what Sly Stallone would sound like uh, singing the greatest TV theme songs of That's your right. lifetime, please <laughs> do check in. We had quite a lot of fun with this mm -hmm. one. I can't believe that neither Steve or myself sang the Cheers theme song. That I realized in editing that episode that was embarrassing. I mean, I I did it, and I'm like the the smallest Cheers fan of the bunch. That it, it isn't a shame. <laughs> I will say that. Um, also available on the Patreon that came out last week. This one's Animation Damnation, all about uh, an episode of King of the Hill, Isle Eight A. We had a lot of fun on that. Uh, but like I said, it's Tuesday which means there's a new We Hate Movies episode that came out today, and you guessed it, the Halloween Spooktacular started a week early uh, because we're doing something special for episode 700. Mm. But in the meantime, this came out today, Saw 5. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. Uh, it's oh, yeah. Bell as uh, Mr. Jigsaw. That's mm -hmm. right. He's and I, I was to theaters. I was sure to get the picture, like a frame grab of him looking as Steve says, like the bassist from a perfect circle with this fucking oh, yeah. little, the little chin fuzz and the bald hair and the weird black shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. He it's looks hilarious. like he, he, he could be in a tool music video or tool. He could be. He looks like oh, yeah. Marshall Applewhite. <laughs> I'll take Remember your word guy? for it. <laughs> you know who that guy Do is. I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the leader of fucking heaven's gate. Yeah, oh baby. yes see oh. now look at it again yeah you're right yeah, that, um, your I hero. thank you i do adore <laughs> that man i didn't know his name but i love his work i've been familiar with it for a while great books man's uh, a great writer excellent excellent writer uh but that is out now wherever you get your pods and also ad free on that patreon at the eight dollar tiering up and speaking of the patreon uh coming out this week on Thursday, our star trek chat show the nexus returns we're talking about two, I will say, pretty solid episodes of Star Trek. I agree. I yeah, enjoyed yeah. both of these. And of course, this is the iconic family episode of TNG we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Robert and Renee, baby. Brother. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Robert and Renee themselves. And also, oh, my sexy sister-in-law. Hello. Do I dare take a piece of his pie? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll do uh, <laughs> Someone in the chat says that they thought they imagined Jigsaw's soul patch, but no, it's it's sadly all it's too real. real no, in that it's idea. real, baby. I'll, you know what I was thinking about today, guys? Just to, not to drag this out any further, but maybe for January, when it, it, we'll have to see when it, I think it, I think it comes out this Friday. 
What's that Saw X up to? Oh, oh yeah, we're going to definitely do it. I think that's a, nearly a lock. Uh, I, I, I can't see how we avoid that. I mean, <laughs> him in Mexico, I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I want to see that fucker get fleeced, dude. It'll be so oh, funny. This, this oh, was boy. supposed to be a health clinic. <laughs> a lot of door bops south of the border, dude. Uh, yeah. We're all going to find out. Well, look, we're, you know we're all going to fucking Listen, see I'm it. really so mad far. that my prescriptions are cheaper down here okay <laughs> this is ridiculous you should be gouging me yeah me and my uh, friend whatever. cameron ripley will be seeing it man that dude that guy's an all right guy <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. that doesn't do it for this episode of on screen live everybody uh like i said we will be back and better than ever next monday october the 2nd at 8 30 p.m with more new york film festival coverage and yeah, probably talking about Saw X. Uh, so until next time, I've been Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. I was waiting for Steve Sadak. Sorry. But go ahead. No, he's still in the research room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Chris Cabin also. You probably didn't hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, t- Excellent. I s- stepped on that. I'm stepping on everything. It's oh, fine. man. It's all right. It's all right. It's been a long night. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Uh, have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>